word is true. Amen? Amen. Thank you, David. Awesome. Awesome. Everybody good tonight? It's good to be in the house. Always good to be in the house. So, um, this summer, starting today, this summer we're going to do a series on faith on Wednesday nights. Faith, 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 and faith. Um, I'd really encourage you throughout the summer, even if you miss the service, to make sure to get it and listen to these messages on the podcast because um, the, the key to your future, your life, your future, is faith. And um, faith in God, is a, it, it's, it's a difficult thing because even though in principle it's simple, there is a lot to what faith really is and how to live it. And I promise you that every single one of you, whether you've been here for a very short period of time, you've been here for a long time, if you've been born again for a short period of time or you've been born again for a long period of time, we all miss different elements of faith. We miss it along the way. And you pick it up as you get greater foundation and understanding of what faith is, how it operates, and how you're to operate in it. And so, all summer long on Wednesdays, uh, unless there's special things we got going on or whatever, we're going to be teaching on faith. And we're going to have, we'll have different subtitles to it, but um, it's important right now that you hear some of the things that we're going to talk about tonight and throughout the summer regarding faith in God. Amen? So, we're going to start in Matthew chapter 10. title of my message tonight is Perseverance, or Patience, or Endurance. Um, Perseverance is a synonym of patience, and patience is a synonym of perseverance. And the same with endurance and a number of other words. But in Matthew chapter 10, I want to define this word a little bit deeper. And uh, before we read this verse, um, there's a verse in Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 12, and it says, it's through faith and patience or perseverance that you inherit or receive the promises of God. It's through faith and patience, not faith alone, but it's through faith and patience or perseverance that you inherit. And so tonight I want to look at this verse in, actually it's just a piece of a verse in Matthew 10, and it's the 22nd verse. And it says this. Actually, the last, all I want to look at is just the last part of verse 22. But he who endures to the end will be saved. 
He who endures to the end or perseveres or presses in and doesn't quit to the end will be saved. And we know, we've talked about this many times, this word saved is not just being born again. It's, it's, it's the, the, the totality word of being saved and healed and delivered and, and, and set free. So you can say it like this. He who endures to the end shall be saved, shall be delivered, shall be debt free, shall be well, shall be all that God wants you to be. He who endures to the end shall be that way, will be in that position. Um, it's vital that we see that and understand it when we look at faith because it's not just faith alone. It's not, it, faith alone, as it sits by itself, it, it, it is only one component of the mixture that creates you and I to be in a position to, to be the receivers of what belongs to us, what Jesus paid for for you and I to receive. Faith is just the peace. The other part of that mixture is perseverance and endurance. And he who perseveres to the end. Everybody say to the end. So that means it's not enough to persevere or to be persistent and consistent for a little while. We've got to do it to the end. It's not enough for just a little while. And that's what we're talking about tonight. Say this ahead of time. I receive, I receive. this word. Amen. Galatians chapter 6, and just one verse. Galatians 6, and verse 9. I'm going to read it in the New King James and the Amplified both here. Let us not grow weary... While doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Or if one translation says, if we don't quit. Let me, let me read the Amplified here. Let us not lose heart and grow weary and faint in acting noble, nobly and doing right. For in, due, for in due time and at the appointed season... We shall reap if we do not loosen and relax our courage or our faith and faint. In other words, if we don't back off, then we're going to reap. When God says, don't be weary in doing well, what does that mean? That means you're going to be tempted to be weary. Right? There's going to be temptation for you to be weary, get exhausted, get faint-hearted, and want to quit. So what's he saying? In this verse of Scripture, he's saying, be on guard because the temptation for you to quit is going to arise somewhere down the road. Can you say amen? amen? And we know this for a fact, that due season is never when our flesh wants it. I'm going to say it again, due season or the appointed time is never when your flesh wants it to be. When did your flesh want it to be? Yesterday. (laughs) My flesh wanted it to be yesterday. I want due season right now. 
Amen? So, we will not allow ourselves to become weary or discouraged or faint-hearted in doing what is right. And we know the Word is what's right. And being a doer of the Word is what we have to be and what we have to become no matter what. But it's through faith and perseverance that we inherit. So I want to I go somewhere in, in a couple of verses here. Um, in Hebrews chapter 10. Because, you know, after, after 40 years of beginning my relationship with God and learning to persevere, um, I've, realized, I've realized at times in my own life, but looking at the lives of other people, that people can, quote, believe God for a while, but the more difficult it gets, the tendency is to back off. But listen to me. The reward that you get for believing God for six months and quitting is the same reward that the guy gets that never does anything. The person that believes God for a year and a half and quits gets the same reward as somebody that never came out of the starting block. person that believes God for something for three years, for five years, for eight years. See, because the Bible doesn't say the appointed time is a certain period of time. The appointed time comes on the heels of a person that is going to do the will of God. And that's what this passage of Scripture talks about right here in Hebrews 10. And we'll just start with verse 35 for a few verses. I want to look at this. Therefore, do not cast away your confidence, which has great reward, for you have need of what? Endurance. You, you have need of perseverance. You have the need to persevere. Notice what he said. So that after you have done the will of God, you will receive the promise. Sounds like some more waiting. Sounds like some more persevering. After you do the will of God. See, the tendency in our flesh is we want the manifestation, but we don't want to do the will of God. The will of God is all wrapped in, and, and short spurts of, of energy and, and excitement about the things of God, these short spurts are okay, but, they, but we can't quit. And, and, and we have to look at and focus on the fact that God will reveal things to you and in certain times in your life you see answers to things real quickly 
But then there's times when it seems like God forgot who you were. Right? Notice the last of this. He said, For yet a little while he who is coming will come and not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith. But if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. But we are not of those. Say, I'm not of those. Okay, We're not of those who draw back to perdition, but of those who believe to the what? To the saving, again, there's that, there's that big picture, the saving of the soul. The deliverance of the mind, the, the delivering of my mindsets that got me into debt, being delivered of my mindsets that got my body sick, deliverance of the mindsets that got me in fear and the lack of peace, the deliverance of, of, of all these things in my life so that I can learn how to persevere to the end of something and start something new. There's nothing worse for the kingdom of God than to have people that start and stop instead of starting, finishing, and starting. God created us to be starters, to be finishers, and to be starters again. But I'm going to show you something in a minute that's just really exploded on the inside of me about this starting and finishing thing. That it's not, the starting and finishing is not about us, but it's about God empowering us. We'll look at that in a minute. So, in this verse, I want to say this again. He said, cast not away your confidence because there's a great reward. How many like rewards? Okay, so my confidence in God, if that stops, if my confidence in God shuts down, then there's no reward. So as my confidence in God gets stronger and stronger, what does that mean? Greater reward. Amen? So remember that as as we look at a couple other things here. Um, in, um, In Hebrews 12, we're going to look at the first three verses of Hebrews 12. We're in Hebrews 10, and now let's look at Hebrews 12. Um, one of the things that I've realized, and, and I'm throughout the summer I'm going to share different examples of this, but one, one of the things that I've realized through the years is that, you know, when, when Becky and I got married and when we started in the things of God, um, I mean, we, I mean, we started fast, we're excited. I mean, <clears throat> we were in a lot of debt when we got married. And I mean, in a very short period of time, we were out of debt. Um, saw multiple manifestations of healing in praying for other people, but also in our own bodies, like in the same day. I mean, things that, that there was a situation where my body was attacked with something. I mean, I mean, really horrible. And I got up one day. And, I mean, 
I, 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 I don't remember feeling that bad since then. I probably have, but I don't remember. But I just remember how bad I felt that day. I got up, and what I said that day is what you've heard me say many times. I heard God say to me, what would a healed man do? Healed man would get up and go to work. He wouldn't stay at home and lay in bed. And that's what I said. And I got up, nothing changed. I got in my van, I drove to work, I had my own business, I went, I, I started working on the cars that I did business on, didn't feel any different. Just began to praise God and thank Him. I was very young in the things of God, but I stayed with it. By 2 o'clock that afternoon, all the symptoms were gone in my body. All of them. I mean, it was horrible. But I declared, what would a healed man do? There are three things that I was taught 40 years ago that I've stayed with and that I'm increasing in where faith is concerned. Three things regarding faith. And number one, these are elementary truths. But they're things that at times want to drift from what we're doing in foundation. Listen, if, if I just today said the house I live in really doesn't need the foundation anymore, and I just said, you know what? We're just going to let that thing just crumble. Well, so is the rest of the house. See? And what happens is we, at times, have the tendency to forget where we came from because I'm telling you, what got you to where you're at is going to get you to where you're going to go in the future. And when you let that fade, you got issues and problems. Not just you, anybody. Me, you, all of us, across the board. We forget what got us where we, how we got where we're at if we forget those things, the future is bleak. See? So, number one, the three things that we, we've, we learned 40 years ago that, that we're strengthening in our life, even in the last few years, number one is hearing the Word. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. Number two, based on what we say. Two and three are found in um, Mark eleven twenty three, whoever says to this mountain, be taken up, cast on the sea, does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says, when he says it, it's going to come to pass, then he'll have everything that he says. If so it's what you say, and then believing you receive what you say when you say it. And everything that is involved in that, you have to learn it, you have to get it established on the inside of you, and and. Along the way, if you've done it for a little while, remember, if you started in it and you quit, you're not getting any, you're not reaping any of these rewards that he's talking about. And it's no different than an unsaved person that's never done anything. He's not reaping those rewards either because he's not put this to work. Can you say amen to that? Hold on, I got, I got some really good things to finish this with. Don't get discouraged. Amen? But don't forget those three things. Because what we saw early on in our walk with God, as we began to walk, we didn't see some of the things manifest as quickly as they did before. Why? Because... God will give you, God, God will, well, it's not God allowing it. You've you got to watch that word. You've got to watch labeling God as Him allowing something to happen. You've got to watch that. 
It can be very, very dangerous and misunderstood, and people take it the wrong way, and then they misunderstand the nature of God, okay? So there are things that will happen and manifest early on in your, in, in, in your walk with God, in people's walk, but the more you grow in the things of God, a higher level of experienced and developed faith is demanded out of the walk with God. And so things take a little bit longer. That's why he said, don't become weary in doing what's right. Don't become weary in, in these foundational principles of faith. Don't become weary in doing those things because what got you where you're at is what's going to take you to the next level. You're just going to increase and grow in that revelation. And it's vital that we do that. All summer long, we're going to address these issues and talk about them so that they stir us up to a greater place of excitement to walk and, and, and live our lives in faith in God than we ever have before. How many say amen to that? I don't know about you, but I like rewards. Amen? Um, so, Hebrews 12 and verse 1. <clears throat> Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto our debt, looking unto sickness. Looking unto fear, looking unto oppression, looking unto the problem, looking at this thing or that. No, no, it was just said, looking unto Jesus is what the scripture says. What you and I have to do is live our life looking to Jesus, not looking at the issue of the problem. Because looking to Jesus will cause you to endure. See, we're talking about enduring. A lot of times we get this mental picture of us having to endure. I'm telling you today that you keep your eyes on Jesus. You keep your focus on how great He is and everything that He's done and everything that He's accomplished and what we've been talking about regarding the power that's in His name. You keep your focus on Him and you won't quit. It's the sin of unbelief, of doubting God, that causes us to be entrapped and ensnared and keeping us from pressing in and being excited about moving forward and being in a position to receive all God has for us. We have to mature. We have to grow up. And we have to be people that can share with other people how vital that it is to live a life where you trust God and have faith in God's ability. Because if you can't share that with someone else, leading, and you've been born again 10 or 15 or 20 or 25 years, and you can't lead someone else and explain to someone else how strong and how great God is and what a life of faith will produce, if you can't explain that to someone else, then it's not working in your life. God wants this thing working in us. He wants faith working. He wants perseverance working. He wants us to be convinced that we can persevere and press through anything that we face, no matter what it is. I don't care. 
Hell or high water, everybody's had issues, everybody's, some of you can be in major issues right now, but God is greater than that, and as you persevere, you'll get to the other side, because God can't lie, and he said, if you don't quit, you will reap. Can you say amen to that? If you don't quit, you will reap. You know another thing that people look at? Everybody turn around and look at the sound booth. Everybody turn around and look at the sound booth. Look back there. What are the, what, what are the red letters back there? I mean the red numbers. It's a clock. A lot of people look at the clock instead of looking at Jesus. Tick, tock, tick, tock, tick. My life is ticking away, way, 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 nothing. Huh? A lot of people look at the clock instead of looking at Jesus. Hmm? Looking unto Jesus, the what? The author. So he was there at the beginning. But then what does it say he is? Who's the finisher? <laughs> so the finishing isn't on me if I'm looking at him. Amen. So, so, so how do you look at Jesus? It's a big question. It's a huge question. Okay. So I'm not putting you on the spot. I'm just, I won't. yeah, but, but, but I, I, I'm not because I'm going to answer it, but I, I want you to think about it. I mean, I'm, instead of asking somebody else and putting them on the spot, I'll put you on the spot. But I'm not really putting you on the spot because I'm going to answer it. But how do you, okay, all right, not looking at the clock, all the issues or, or the problems or whatever, but looking at Jesus, the author and the finisher, okay, so how do you look at Jesus? Man, she picked the right curtain. Huh? Man. Why? I mean, how, how is it that we look at Jesus when we look at the Word? Because Revelation says, what? His name is the Word of God. Right? The Word of God is Jesus. So, for me to look at him, I've got to look at him through the word. And so when the clock is ticking and telling me my life is passing by and I'm not getting that manifestation and it's going and ticking and clock, tacking and talking and rocking and rolling and all that stuff and, and your head's screaming and all that stuff, you've got to answer that with what the word says. That's how you look at him. Now, listen. Most of you sitting in here tonight, you know what I'm saying. But you don't really know what I'm saying like you need to know it. And you need to hear me say this, and then you need to do something with it. Because looking into Jesus does what? He, when you, when you find out about how much he loved you, and you get overwhelmed with that, you ask him to come live in your heart. He's the author. 
along the way, he reveals himself to you, but he will finish every difficulty that you and I walk through, every trial, every test, he will finish it for us as we keep our eyes on him. But he will finish it in your life, in this life. And no matter how young you are, how old you are, age-wise, he's the author and the finisher of every person's life that will keep their focus on him and not look at the circumstances. I can tell you right now, no matter what your life looks like, there is no clock that can determine your future unless you allow it to. No clock. Not when we believe him and this and the things we're talking about right here. Look at the rest of this, this second verse. Author and finisher of Bert Wimberly's faith, who for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, he despised the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such hostility for sinners against himself, lest you become weary and discouraged in your soul. So if he said, lest you be that way, you're going to be tempted to be discouraged in your soul. Don't raise your hand, but how many in here has ever been discouraged in your soul? Don't raise your hand. You're going to be tempted to be discouraged But I promise you, the times when you're discouraged is when you're looking at something else other than him. Because, man, when you're looking at him, he's doing one of two things. He's authoring things, he's beginning things in your life, or he's finishing something else. And he gives you the power to stay in line, keep your mouth shut, don't do anything except what he tells you to do, and you can be so confident and so happy for what is going on in other people's lives as it looks like they're going like 15 miles ahead of you in something that they're doing and accomplishing, but you can rejoice with them because you're good with who you are and where you're at because you're where you're at because that's where he wants you right now, and if you're supposed to be somewhere else, he'll finish that. See, he'll finish it in you. Listen to me. You know how he finishes it in us? As we are in faith and perseverance. That's how he finishes it in us. He's not going to let you act like the devil and just finish all this stuff in your life. He makes sure it gets finished as you grow in faith and you learn how to persevere and be patient And work through what you need to work through so you can grow up. And listen to me. And I've seen this in my own life. We've seen this with Becky and I through the years. The bigger that we believe for something, the more time it's going to take. You know why? Because the faith's got to be there to meet and, and to connect with what the outcome of this thing is going to be. You've got to have faith to prosper. And when the prosperity comes, if you're not in faith in God, that prosperity can destroy you. I promise you, some of you sitting in here tonight, it's, it's been the blessing of God that you haven't advanced to the point that you wanted to because your faith level wasn't ready. See? I'm talking about faith level. Everybody has faith, but however much 
that faith is developed in your life is determined by how much perseverance has been in operation through difficult times, through the times when you've been tempted to be weary, to grow weary, and want to quit and throw in the towel. As you persevered and stayed focused on Jesus, keep your eyes on Jesus. You keep your eyes on Jesus, you'll get rid of the sin, the disobedience. You'll get rid of the heavy weights of the things trying to get you to focus over here and over there. And yeah, but so-and-so said that. Yeah, but what did Jesus say? And when you know what he has said, as I preached that word not too long ago about praise, when you know that Jesus has said it, then it's all over but the praising. But you got to know. And what it takes to know something and develop that knowing to the point that you begin to declare every day, this is the way my life is. This is the way this church is. This is the way this situation is. My wife and I, we had some things come up in our life a number of years ago. And, uh, and it just, you know, some financial things that came against us. And... Uh, and, and it was all the result of, a, uh, of the attack of the enemy that came against us. But along the way, what we declared every day was things that we declared when we were young. These three things I'm talking about right here. Well, when we got married and born again and into the kingdom of God, we were in debt. We got into debt really quick. Well, as a result of the attack of the enemy, some debt came against us personally and it took a number of years for us to see that removed, but it's gone. And it's gone supernaturally because of what we said day after day after day after day. And what happened was we believed we were, we were free of that debt before it manifested. But it's gone. It's gone way away. And has no more place to operate in our life. But God demanded some things out of us in that journey. Because he said, what happened to you when you were first married and you got out of debt real quickly? That's not going to work that way now because I need more out of you. And I need you to know how to persevere through some very difficult things. And nobody else can know what you go through. And you can't talk about it to anybody else. It's just between us. And you got to do it. And you got to be faithful to do it. And when you get through it, then you'll be able to tell other people about it. Right. Well, I'm through it. Amen. And I'm telling you about it. And I'm telling you, perseverance works. Amen. Amen? And it develops your faith. Listen, it's like Joyce Meyer says. You either go through something and come out on the other side with the testimony or you come out on the other side with the monies. You, you do. And I, I mean, it's funny, but that's absolutely true. See, if God doesn't become God, if he doesn't become the debt releaser, let's say, if you're in the middle of debt, if he doesn't become that in the middle of what you're walking through, then you'll come out on the other side, not free of debt. And really, if you're not free of debt, then you're not out on the other side. But you'll just come through long periods of time with the moanies and moaning and groaning and complaining about how this doesn't work and God doesn't work and faith doesn't work and all this other stuff. But when you trust God 
and you become convinced that what God's word says is more real than what you see in the natural, you'll see the results. Can you say amen to that? And today, God wants you to see it. Now, I want to just, I want to end with this tonight in saying that um, because we're not Because we're not the finisher, we're not the author or the finisher of our faith. Because of that, the thing you and I have to do along the way is never look back. Never look back. And like I said earlier, the three points of the foundation are vital. What are they? Number one, you hearing the word. Faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word. Number two, on what we say. And number three, believing we receive because what we say is so when we say it, not when we see it. What we say is so, in other words, what we say, if you're declaring that you're debt-free, You're declaring that based on what God said in his word, that we're to owe no one anything but to love him, okay? And I'm declaring that I am debt-free because God says so, that I'm keeping my eyes on Jesus. And when I'm declaring that, even though in the natural there may be bill collectors and people or situations trying to come at me and trying to overtake you, you know, in, in those type of situations, but you're choosing to believe that what God said is so, and now you're saying it over yourself like it's so over you, and you're going to continue to say it until you receive it. Now, when Becky and I started out, we've been, uh, we've been married 38 years this year, 30 Yes, 38. 1979 to 2017. Yes, 38 years this year. Um, When we started out, man, there were a lot of people we knew. I mean, excited. Miracles happening. People getting free of debt because they begin to learn certain principles from the Word of God. I mean, all kinds of things just popping in people's lives. But when we look when we look today at all the people that we started with, we started popping kids out. And we started, you know, having all different kinds of relationships. But when you, when you look at it now, and we, we look at all the different families that we started with, I mean, and there was a lot of them. And there's maybe only one or two that are doing it. And even those two aren't living this. Listen to me. It really isn't much of a big deal at all the way you start. What really matters is the way you finish. That's where it's all at.
Yeah, he's the starter. Thank God for salvation. Thank God for the beginnings. But what you do and where you're at 10 years from your inception, 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, 50 and on and on, where you're at there means more than anything. And there's been times in my life when some of the principles, some of the things that I was doing, I dropped. I kind of got frustrated. I grew weary in doing well. And I let something go. And I quit doing some of the foundational principles, you know. Not totally, but just not with a passion and the vigor like I started in. And along the way, one time, I heard God say this to me. My word is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The way you believe the word for that sickness to leave your body, if, you're, if, if I'm not standing in faith in that same way, pick it right back up. Do it again. Do it again. The, the word is always there and available. It's what we do with it that matters. You might say, you know, well, you know, I have, lately I haven't been faithful in the things of God and, you know, I've been this and that. And, and if you're feeling that way, the devil is whooping you, I mean, all over the place with a big old ugly, one of those big ugly sticks and beating on you, bam, and just bam, telling you you're worthless and you're no good and all that's a lie. God never made anything worthless. God made everything good. And you may have been discouraged and something seems like it's overtaking you and getting on you and pressing you down. And you know what? You know, you know what my, my faith tonight is? Is that you're going to hear God say, it's okay. Pick it back up. Pick up the principles. Begin to focus on me in my word and watch me and look at me. And as you look at me, you'll be able to overcome anything that you face. Now listen to me, but this is what God said to me. You pick it back up, it was a long time ago. He said, you pick it back up, and now this time, don't quit. See, quitting doesn't mean you quit in life. You might be sitting in here. It doesn't even mean that you like quit church, but you quit in your soul. You know how many times that what he talked about had to do with the soul of man? That's where the battleground is. But you quit in your soul. And you know what God's saying? And he's saying this to you tonight. Anybody sitting in here? If you let something fall, you let, let something go to the wayside, you've just allowed the passion to develop faith in your life, kind of go to the side and, and not be there anymore, pick it back up. And now this time, just don't let that happen again. Don't quit in your soul and in your passion for the things of God. It's through faith and patience that we inherit the promise. And, I, and we keep our focus on Jesus by hearing the word, confessing the word, and declaring what the word says out of our own mouths, and then believing that we receive it when we say it. Oh. And, and this summer, we're going we're gonna, to, one whole night is just going to be on 
believing that you receive something when you say it. And everything that is involved in developing that belief system about a specific thing. That's why manifestations can't happen the, the farther you go in so quickly. That's why there's going to be perseverance and endurance required. But there's going to be the temptation to grow weary and quit and give up. So if, it's, if, if the potential is there for that then let's just be on guard and make sure we don't let it slip, we don't let it fall, and we don't let things try to get the best of us. We don't let division and strife enter in in any way, shape, or form. We don't allow any of those things to hinder us because faith is growing, and we're on the receiving end because I don't know about you, but in the back of my mind, what's always ringing is reward, 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 rewards. There's rewards, 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 huh? You, you ever... You, you ever you know, when, when you have a credit card and, and, and it's got different miles and stuff, you know, and, and then they'll send you an email, rewards! I go, yeah, I'll take it. I want it. I like rewards, right? But the rewards from God are beyond anything your, ask, your actual mind can even ask or think of. You understand? These are amazing rewards that come from God that we were, that we were created to be receivers of. We're supposed to be rewarded. He made it that way. Amen? Can you say amen? Amen.